Well, hello there, spam, 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 humbug listeners. This is your host, WTF Dragon. We've got another great episode lined up for you this evening. And actually, it's a complete mystery episode because I was not able to take part in the recording at all. I have no idea what was discussed. I actually don't even know entirely who was part of the discussion. So this is going to be a mystery for you. It's going to be a mystery for me. Let's find out together who is in the discussion and what they talked about this evening. But before we get into it, just a quick note, this is also the first podcast, uh, the first episode of Spam 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 Humbug that'll be released with our new host, which is Anchor.fm. We've migrated off of Podbean and over to the Anchor service, which I think will actually work a lot better for the podcast, if for no other reason than it will enable all kinds of interesting uh, group-based recording features in a different way than Discord does. So looking forward to exploring those more thoroughly in the weeks to come. More about that in episode 100, but this is episode 99. So let's get into the discussion. Enjoy. I just asked if any of us are board gamers, the, I guess, dragons. Uh, he doesn't say anything specific, and the only uh, huh. board game I can think of when it comes to Ultima is the the, mm-hmm. the failed Kickstarter project for making a an Ultima 7 The Black Gate board game, which turned into For the King, which I own, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Did, did they... Uh, I, I don't think they failed doing the Kickstarter, but they choose not to do it because of the, the licensing issues? Yeah, they, they couldn't get the, the game licensed. Yeah. So they went on to take the, the system that they had created for yeah, the board so game and turn it into the mechanics of a, of a Unity-based computer game, which worked out pretty well. But there, I, I didn't, after playing it a couple of times, I haven't found too much in there that uh, that uh, reminded me a lot of Ultima. <laughs> For the King, For the King has been released right now. I I lost uh, I lost track on it. Uh, yeah, I actually I'm not sure if it's still in uh, pre-release or been released, but I did get it on Steam and it it's okay. interesting. Okay, check on it. Yeah, oh, it still is. It's it plays kind of like a board game that the the pieces of the board get mixed up every time you play. Kind of like a hmm, somewhere between playing the computer game Civilization and playing the uh, tabletop games. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's, it's still on early access, but it's uh, Forbidden it's Desert, it's Forbidden Island. Nice, nice. I'm gonna check on it. Yeah. Well, there's not much about board games. I mean, with interactions uh, uh, with computer RPGs, except for uh, the classic uh, dungeon uh, dungeon crawling games. Uh, I mean, like Descent or, or any type of game like that. You are you have a GM and players and try to defeat a scenario. I don't know. I don't know. Well, on the well, for the king was a fun game before it was transi- transitioning to the to the non ultima themed uh, situation, and 
when I when I look at the at the fan game lists, what strikes me is that most of the game tried to recapture the eight bit era uh, of uh, of RPGs rather than uh, than what we had uh, ten years ago with games going forward with uh, with uh, with engines that modeled uh, Skyrim Skyrim like type of games. Yeah, I remember there was a remake that they were working on for The Elder Scrolls Oblivion for the uh, Serpent Isle. <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what came of that. I, was it uh, Return to Serpent Isle? I don't think it was the same thing. They, it, from what they uh, what they released, it showed like just they were trying to remake the, the story and plot of the original okay. Uh, not a continuation of the Serpent Isle, but uh, the Serpent Isle experience in, in a modern game. In this, <coughs> since they released uh, uh, the, the Ultima 5 and Ultima 6 uh, wow. reboots <laughs> we had a couple of years ago, uh, there's nothing significant tied to the Ultima franchise that was released in my from my point of view, we have a lot of games that draw inspiration from Ultimas, but nothing tied to the license itself. Uh, unfortunately, that's more than I can contribute. We really do need. Uh, it, it, Stan the Fury, yeah. if, you're, if you hear this part of our conversation, we are really missing you right now. <laughs> I think he, he can't do. He can't make it to the, tonight. No, he can't make it. But he's. Uh, uh, he said he set it up so he can record. Yeah. Well. Checking out. Which is why we see him logged in, just yeah. not speaking. Yeah, I, I kind of, I've kind of deduced that earlier. Um, I have a question. Maybe it's it's very tangential, but uh, what do you think of uh, of the former uh, Ultima Nine Redemption dropping the Ultima tie and moving to uh, to a non Ultima story-driven single-player RPG? Uh, as someone who's working on his own fan base project that could end up uh, getting uh, some nasty letters yeah. from developers, I understand <coughs> the apprehension of trying to recreate a game line for line uh, as far as dialogue is concerned mm-hmm. and moving towards something a little bit more original. For example, if I, if I start getting any kind of heat or anything like that, I wanted to... Uh, focus my efforts on my little project into a parody of uh, Ultima rather than a full-on dialogue, line-for-line remake or or a close facsimile of the games. The only thing that I think may survive me moving from what I am doing to the the parody idea are possibly the the very basic maps. I still would like to just as a kind of fan art uh, project, complete all the maps that I'm working on so that they could become uh, adventures uh, on any platform that could possibly get them to. Uh, Otherwise the, uh, otherwise I hope to just keep on moving forward with my project. And that is to very slowly recreate and allow uh, other dragons to join me on my server once I get it up and running and recreating uh, the the different worlds of Ultima with uh, complete with NPCs, dialogue, quests, puzzles, and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the, the problem, no, it's not an, a problem, not an issue. Anyway, I think when Ultimate Eye was released, I looked at it as imperfect. <laughs> uh, uh, and what was proposed back then by, by Ultimate Eye Redemption was an alternative uh, story to the... To to close the, the book on the Avatar. And I really wanted to see this uh, um, more fleshed out invasion storyline uh, for Ultima. And I waited for a long time to see, to see it completed. I have no skill, uh, so I hardly can understand how difficult it can be. But I, I, I can have this kind of global in, uh, ideas about it. And seeing change for well, a, a, newer, uh, a newer type of world, another story type, so late in the, in the process we are, we're talking something like more than 15 years after its, 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 uh, its start, it's, it makes me sad. I understand the... The difficulties, I understand that the license and the recreation of uh, some part of uh, previous plots can be, uh, can be a risk. But still, as I said before, uh, we only had two, uh, two Ultimate Tide games uh, be released uh, in all these years since the start of the fans' uh, projects. All of the games that... <coughs> excuse me that were released uh, in the meantime are uh, only um, and it's not a bad thing are only inspired by Ultimas and it makes me it makes me think about it um, will we ever have another truly uh, Ultima Britannia themed tied fan game or are we losing steam on this part of the fandom and are we seeing no uh, no people are trying to grow their own IPs and worlds using only the mechanisms and uh, uh, concepts uh, laid down in early and um, late Ultimas. Well, uh, what I what I glean from what I've seen of the different projects that they're working on out there is that they. If they're wanting to make a remake of the game, they have their own ideas on how they want to completely remake it. Uh, the the ones that I uh, am kind of excited for and have just kind of chugged along at a very slow but steady pace are things like using the Exult engine to recreate Ultima 6, which Exult was really meant to be for Ultima 7. But they opened it uh, opened it up so that you could recreate just about any game you want, or create your own games based off of the Ultima Seven engine. Um, and then you have the uh, the just the homages, the 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 games that are based off of the idea of Ultima and Britannia. And those are I don't want to say they suffer, but they 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 have a uh, there's a goal set in mind I think for the authors of those to create something that is their own make and not necessarily uh, entirely derivative of Ultima. They want, they want that Ultima feel, but they want to tell their own story. And so you don't get to go back to Britannia on those. It's just you get to 
uh, try to relive maybe a little bit of the mechanic or you get to try and spot the Easter eggs or you try to just uh, imagine yet another closely similar world to Ultima, but not the same. Uh, my particular favorites uh, for the way that they've built the games, uh, they built these different systems and engines are things like Nuvi and Exult. And the fact that you can go in and build your own or recreate the original, if you like. You could, uh, they're, make, re, they're remaking Ultima 6 with the Ultima 7 engine. There's nothing to stop you from trying to create a facsimile of any of the other Ultimas, including 9, if you wanted to, in the Ultima 7 engine. It, maybe there's a lot of people that wouldn't recommend that, but uh, you have that option. And they give you the tools and the tool sets they're creating and they're constantly refining are getting easier and easier to use over time. And that's uh, one of the reasons why when I heard Withstand the Fury, you know, do his little uh, Project Britannia 2 battle cry of Strive for Unity, I realized that he was really ambitious with wanting to try and get a community uh, together consisting of uh, some of the ultimate dragons who are coders and users of the unity engine uh, systems to try and recreate uh, Britannia. And if you go and look at project uh, Britannia two, you find that there's not a whole lot done in the time that has transpired between then and now. And that was mostly because there was no real direction to go with that. No one knew exactly where to start. No one knew where it was going to end. And there was uh, very little leadership. And I looked at it and I'm like, I don't know how to contribute to this. I'm not a coder. The, the best I can do right now is uh, some JavaScript. And I'm terrible at it. <laughs> uh, I, I am struggling to get the, the snippets of code and kind of script kitty hack things together for what I'm working on right now. Uh, for instance, I figured out how to recreate the environment of the swamps uh, to a certain extent. You fall into the water, you get poisoned, you get out of the water, you're okay. If you're wearing swamp boots, you're going to be fine. I, I'd figured that out, but the way I did it was extremely clunky. So I, I've been working on refining that this evening amongst with uh, uh, trying to work on the maps. It would be so much easier and so much faster if I could just get everyone together to work on something in real time, no matter what someone's skill set. And that was my realization for using Minecraft is because once I get the maps started, I get all the plants down, I do everything I can with just the algorithms of the paint program that I'm using to create the worlds. Then I can have 30 or so people log in just to, just to do what they do best in Minecraft, which is throw bricks down, build roads. Uh, recreate the cities themselves, and then once we once you do that, once we've recreated the the different Britannias with the little nuances that one might have to do with <coughs> uh, the Ultima Four and Five, the town's not quite fitting the landscape exactly, and getting a little bit creative here and there. Then those maps can go to just about any game you want to make from make an Ultima. I hope to get those to distribute far and wide and then we throw on top of the maps that have been completed my mod pack that I am working on currently and then that will th that will create the opportunity for uh, non-player characters to be made scripts 
to be written, uh, transferred from other games if you want to. Recreation of the dialogue, the quest systems, and everything we possibly can to get the story to kind of move in the direction of the ultimate games. Maybe change it a little bit to fit the the narrative that of the uh, the engine that you're working with. We have to uh, instead of trying to recreate all the spells from the spellbook and Ultima, just work with what Minecraft can give us rather than uh, try to find a bunch of dragons who know all the coding and Java and everything they might have to know in order to recreate spell books, the spells, the Ar- Armageddon, and all that kind of stuff. And instead, just work with what we've got. If I can keep it. Simple. Use the kiss method. You know, keep it simple, stupid. You use that method and anyone, I ho- I'm hoping at least, I'm hoping that anyone that knows how to lay down a brick in Minecraft could contribute to this. And if they've, if there are dragons out there that have wanted to contribute to this but don't know how, well, here's an opportunity. And if I can get enough interest into this game, maybe we can move on with a more ambitious project like Project Britannia 2. Strive for unity. Strive to go to something bigger. And right now, unfortunately, it's all just on me to get done with me being, A, very bad at programming and putting together the mod pack, and B, very slow at creating these worlds because I have a day job. I have two day jobs, in fact. I work my tail off for hours and hours to make what I need to survive at the moment. But it's, you know, it's my, it's what I love to do. I want to create this world. I've always loved these worlds. And these other designers of these fan-made games have always loved these worlds and want to recreate something that they can recreate. They've got to work within their own limits. If their limit is, I just want to create a game that reminds me of Ultima, then that's what they're going to do. If they're ambitious and they want to recreate an entire Ultima game, they'll try. So far, we've seen very limited success, but that's because these games, they're big. And if you want to recreate the game in its entirety, you have this itch to try and do just that. Every single little detail has to be perfect. I think uh, that's for tiny teams that have been working on this. That's that's their biggest drawback is... Possibly they're striving too much for perfection. That maybe that's just my idea. I'm sorry, I've been ranting for a little while. No, it's okay. Uh, I was thinking about what you said, uh, about the difficulty of uh, of uh, recreating a world and being ambitious. I think you, you're right on both points. The the concept beyond Project Britannia One and Project Britannia Two. Uh, was to help the team by um, releasing uh, graphical assets uh, and maps already done so they can concentrate on what we need to do to release a game. But uh, I think that it's not the first part was difficult. Yes, it's complicated to create a world and it's complicated to create, uh, to, to create the graphical assets. It's, it's a huge part. Which is not, from my point of view, the most difficult part. The most difficult part for all these games is struggling with a story and how to deliver it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, most of the games that weren't released didn't 
didn't fail uh, on the concepts of uh, releasing a part of the world or showing how they progress on the, on, the, on the graphic interface. I mean, most of the game are struggling just to have the, the basic way of telling a story. I mean, if you look at the two, two Ultima games were released, fun games were released, Ultima 5 Lazarus and Ultima 6, uh, Ultima 6 Project, they are basically uh, a recreation of a game that already exists with expansions on part of them and better dialogues. But they didn't have to recreate the whole, uh, a whole experience, RPG experience. The, the, the game that is mostly going in this whole new direction in the uh, Ultima very loosely tied uh, uh, universe is, uh, how is it? Uh, it's The Dark Unknown. Because The Dark Unknown is, is, we, we know, We'll see that uh, later on, but uh, it uses this uh, this not very ex- this uh, this, uh, this part of the world of Caesarea, which the dark unknown continent, was not very, uh, very much used in the in the first game, and expands on it. And um, and beyond that, there's no game right now that that tries to create. Uh, uh, a new a new story uh, complete from start maybe Pax Britannia but I didn't have any new from it from long time I knew we were f- moving forward Pax Britannia if you're not familiar with it is a game set between Ultima 3 and Ultima 4 that explains how the, the whole Britannia situation was uh, created moving from from Caesarea from Ultima 3, so sorry, not Ultima 1, so sorry. But except for these two games, most of the, of the games are, are struggling uh, with, uh, with good concepts, uh, sometimes with, 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 uh, with some already, uh, uh, with already some, uh, some engine systems. But when you, when you look at them and at their development time, um, especially when they, are, when they have a team on, they, they lack the, the momentum to bring the story to the, to the game, to the game engine. Uh, unfortunately, I don't, I'd have to really look into that myself because I never, I've heard of, uh, of that. I've never actually looked into it myself and the idea of creating uh, a bridging game between the two and telling a story with that sounds great to me i just i i don't know much about that i the only i do know a little bit about trying to tell a story with a video game and that uh and and that's only because of my experience trying to plot out what i need to do with my own thing and that is that the idea of that the the engine itself has to be able to tell the story a little bit too um the the earlier Ultima games were they did their best to create a world in which you had to explore, you had to talk to people, you had to find things out, and everyone that you talked to had a very limited, very very limited dialogue, and you had to take from that very limited dialogue and get the little 
snippets of story, little snippets of of uh, how the the world works, how what what's what's a clue, what's a red herring, what's just backstory, and they did, had to do that with very very uh, very little to to work with. So uh, it's almost a lost art at the moment, though, because if you look at other game engines out there. Uh, that are similar to that. For example, the uh, the RPG Creator engine. I know I've got at least two uh, two uh, copies of that right now, just to play around with, and I love making maps in them. Uh, but uh, they allow a, a lot of dialogue. You can put whole books of dialogue into that system to be able to tell uh, a, a big story, and that sounds great. Right up until you have to write that dialogue. Yes. And that's where everybody kind of has to falter because in order to write all that dialogue, you realize that for even for games like Ultima 3, which had very, very simple dialogue, they had a team of writers collaborating and working on it, trying to figure out how the story was going to be told correctly. Yes, Lord British was the the big uh, heave ho. He was the one that held up the whole thing and gave everyone the direction of how he wanted it to go. But in the end, he wasn't always the one at the wheel. He had to relinquish that power to other people so he could make sure that everything was running smoothly. You can't micromanage every single aspect of the game unless you're going to make every single aspect of the game yourself. Yes, and that's the issue. I, I think most of the game uh, run into, and uh, it may be a reason why we don't see many completed games, except for the occasional gems like Lazarus or Ultima 6 Project. Maybe, maybe less ambitious would be good for fan projects. I'm, I mean, uh, take a cue from, uh, from Telltale Games, if you are familiar with. Uh, they release their game in seasons and episodes. So, uh, Maybe rather than wanting to recreate Britannia from a whole, because it's what we have seen in the past, but it's it's possible for a team or a very dedicated person whose whose works it is creating games to create such complex game. Maybe instead of that, take a Take a game like, like you said, RPG Creator on any platform with assets already existing and try just to tell a two or three hour story, a game inspired maybe by Ultima or Ultima situation. It would be great and help develop skills and you can build on previous experience rather than wanting to tell a complex story from the get-go. I have to agree. That does sound like a good idea. I mean, get out there, find something that you can work with, and tell a smaller story. Tell something else. I, if I were to throw out stories that I'd love to hear, little fan stories, I'd love to hear uh, uh, maybe some more. One of my favorite characters is Spark. Uh, I, that may sound a little strange, but one of the things that got me about Ultima Seven was this whole uh, parallel with. Uh, movies and stories, Three Minute Baby, uh, the, the 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 old fairy tales about the 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 woodsmen that find the the little girl in the woods and they raise her, all that kind of stuff. The the tale of Ultima Seven really had a whole lot of potential for 
there to be this like group of men raising this young boy and there needs to, I feel like there needs to be more story there. And so why, why can't someone uh, tell that story? Why, why can't someone tell other stories that maybe weren't, uh, weren't finished in other games? I know there was a good portion of Ultima eight that didn't seem finished. There were portions of Ultima seven that seemed to be uh, lacking a little bit. Uh, I can't remember what the, the, the little, she wasn't a little girl. She was like a teenager, but she was training to be a knight. Yes. Cantra. Yeah. Cantra. That that's right. Maybe there's a little bit more to the story of Cantra. Where's Cantra's quest? Where's something to say what happened to her after everything went down or uh, whether actions were taken with, uh, with her. Uh, there are several stories that could be just told. If you go out there and you find something that you can make something out of and don't try to go for full accuracy of game and setting, uh, but just do your best to get an approximation of it. That would be nice. If you were to just get onto uh, uh, again RPG Maker, and you were to use its tools to create, yeah, it would look like a an old fashioned JRPG. But you could recreate just about any map you wanted to. You recreate the story, and the, they have uh, a way of creating your creating the look of every character that you want uh, to show up. And it's all very simple. It's all put together. And that's the point of that particular engine is to be simple for anyone to tell a story if they want to. Could even take combat completely out of it if you wanted, if you just didn't want that in there and just make it all uh, a straight up exploration story and adventure. Yeah. And uh, if you want to really tie in and use graphical assets, maybe you can import the portraits from Ultimate 7 into, uh, into the game, maybe. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good idea because there, you can find uh, portraits of practically uh, practically uh, all the more graphical yeah. Ultimas, and that would be a direct asset uh, that you could throw directly into the game. I don't know if you'd be able to to uh, for example, there are ways of distributing the games on Steam that you make without having to sell them. No, I, I don't think you can. You, you wouldn't want to do that. You want to do the. You'd want to put that on like a fan website or something like that, rather than trying to put it through uh, any other social media. No, you can't. You you can't. It's the reason why we still have Lazarus and Ultima Six Project outside of the main game release uh, platforms. But uh, yes, I I was thinking uh, about. Uh, about other types of games, because because we we come from Ultima, we we want to have this open-ended visit the world type of games. But I was I always wanted to see a, a game more uh, in the vein of uh, classic uh, point-and-clicks, for example. It's not easy to do. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'd say that for sure, but. Um, I would like to see uh, the Ultima games branch out and bring stories from from other perspective by using other type of game engines. It's not easy to do. It's not it's not uh, a simple endeavor, but um, it could it could uh, uh, it could help bring some stories that we can't have on the more uh, Ultima inspired game engines. For example, um, 
you could imagine a, 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 a story uh, and come back to the notion of writing a good story uh, and <laughs> wall of text. But you could have a, a game uh, distributed um, uh, as a choose-your-own-adventure-type book uh, game, if you're familiar with this uh, classic of the 80s. Oh, uh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. So um, you, you see, by having small stories and branching out something like maybe one hour of story, uh, but being able to choose two or three paths to go to the uh, end of a story and releasing them um, separately, allowing you time to to have to have uh, to have a time to to redevelop and expand on. You could have uh, fun projects where don't get bogged down in a lot of uh, of waiting for a good story, waiting for a good engine trying to recreate something that only a truly dedicated team can release. And by having something less ambitious uh, in, the, in, the, in the type of, uh, of smaller games, di- uh, different engines, uh, maybe RPG, uh, uh, RPG adventures, uh, things like that, maybe, maybe, maybe even Unity can, uh, can do that. Um, uh, well, one I of the big draws for using Unity and the, the uh, Project Britannia idea was that we could even go as far as to purchase uh, asset stores and all that kind of stuff. There were yeah. options to do that. I think there still are options to purchase big old sets of things so that we wouldn't have to put a whole lot of uh, effort into uh, creating that. There's, there's always that... Uh, that problem uh, that I see, I see it with RPG maker games. I see it with uh, a few other of the game maker games yeah. that uh, you have this sameness there. Yeah. A lot of these games are being made with the exact same assets every time. And so none of them stand out, but uh, that the, the problem with those is that they're trying to create something, their own story, their own uniqueness. Whereas what we're talking about is something, uh, a, a, an even smaller scope. We're looking for, our stories. We're looking for the things that we're already connected to, and that's that's the ultimate series. And that's another question can can discuss uh, maybe. Should the fan community still develop for uh, <laughs> a game universe that is that isn't uh, uh, how to say that easily uh, mined and accessed? I mean. Let's imagine uh, that uh, Shroud of Avatar is released in, in a couple of months. And some people want to, uh, to play in Lord British Toy Box. You can contact Lord British, discuss with him, and maybe have some sort of legitimacy in doing the fan game. I'm not sure you can do the same thing, even all these years after, with... Anything with the property of electronic arts, or if they are bought out by anybody else, because you don't have the simplicity of uh, of uh, accessing the creators to ask for questions or or, or authorization. Yeah, I, I I'm afraid that my uh, my answer is I'm not entirely sure about how to answer that. Uh, the 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 only 
thing I think of that comes close to that was the idea of creating a, a UO server at one point that was based off Ultima Seven. That's all I got. Because if you if you uh, if you are going to to try to recreate uh, something who's strongly tied to the Ultima series, um, you you may need to uh, to ask for authorization because you're using characters uh, from. Uh, from from somebody else, and while they do turn a blind eye on some of the projects, some of them got got uh, season disease letters by in the past. So um, I'm not sure that uh, to, to piggyback on earlier discussion, uh, when you are developing a complex game like like Ultima Nine Redemption. Uh, Another game that that just dropped the the Ultima the Ultima Monica. Uh, you better you better go on doing something that's not tied to to this IP uh, directly. That's that's pretty much the conversation of the last episode of uh, <laughs> Fans Fan yeah. Humbug. Uh, that we we actually have been very lucky so far that we haven't gotten too many of those cease and desist letters. So we haven't been uh, stopped in our little tinkering. And it just has to, I think it has a lot to do with just how visible what we do is. And also how much of the original uh, material we use. Uh, For example, we couldn't get, uh, couldn't get the license for Ultima seven to make that board game. So they they took that and they made you know, their own world kind of based off their ideas that were going to be that board game. And so there's a little bit of Ultima left in there. Uh, and there may be some hidden references in items and spells and stuff that I haven't found. But uh, they uh, they were certainly uh, not going to give up on that. Uh, but we're also talking about, in this case, we're talking about very small projects. These projects are not far removed from things like, say, uh, uh, fan art or fan fiction, uh, just writing or making a picture to put up on Imager or something like that. Uh, those those types of little projects uh, almost never get uh, get taken down, uh, and that's that's largely in part due to how uh, how small they are to uh, getting. Uh, recognition or uh, taking away the attention of uh, of customers from the original product, and and also just the sheer massive amount of people who do projects like that. Uh, I know there are. Uh, I used to contribute to uh, Final Fantasy and uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts fan fiction uh, websites, just to uh, talk with people and uh, shoot the breeze with them. And the, the libraries are just massive. People are writing and they're making uh, art all the time. And that's not going to be shut down anytime soon. There's no point in, in anyone trying to shut those things down. So the smaller you keep your little project, the, the, the less likely anyone is going to, A, take notice of it, and B, take offense to it. The, 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 the legal departments aren't going to go, <laughs> going to say that that's worth their time to uh, get involved in. But if you put your project up on Kickstarter, for example, 
then you have the then you have those little alerts pop up on the legal team over at EA to say, hey, somebody might be trying to make money off of our IP. That's when you start. Uh, that's when you start getting into the big problems. As soon as you become very uh, visible, then you become then you get underneath the scrutiny, and then the questions come out: Is what you're doing going to affect? The original IP. In the case of the the board game, yeah, EA decided that that may be uh, maybe too much, and they weren't going to give them what they wanted. They got oh well, oh well. It, it ended pretty well in my opinion, and they're still working on uh, that particular project in a, in a new form. Uh, but for our general purposes of the conversation we've had. These little things that we're suggesting, the, the, the smaller games or even uh, uh, smaller pieces of art, that kind of stuff is not worth anyone's time to try and put uh, try to put to stop. They, they, they don't want to waste their time with tiny little things. They, they, they want to make sure that their IP is, uh, is protected from anyone trying to make money off of it. That pretty much, that's pretty much uh, their only concern. That's true, but uh, when you are moving to the to to an ambitious fan game, you may need graphical assets uh, and have to raise money. Uh, even if you don't want to make money out of the game, but you may need some some financial help from the community to achieve your goal. Maybe depends. Depends on how many person are on your team. Maybe you are on your own, and maybe you just need this this little push to uh, to get to get it done. So it's really difficult uh, in this day and age uh, to to draw the line between making money and just uh, having a fundraiser for helping developing a fun game. And by dropping uh, the the Ultima connection uh, to the to game world. It's easier to do. That's what they did for for the king and Corvin and some of the games too. So, as you said before, if you want to have uh, a graphical asset that uh, brings back memories from from Britannia, you have either to uh, to create a game that uses an engine that already works, like uh, uh, like a um, UV or Exalt, or maybe just data mining uh, the early Ultimas to the 2D engines, or completely uh, move out of the Ultima game uh, and and ask for money to to buy some some graphical assets or make develop some graphical assets because i'm not sure but you can you can ask for a fundraiser or have uh, financial help to develop a game from the from the scratch right now and keep the the, the ultima uh, the ultima themes graphically tied to it uh, i yeah, i i'd be very wary of ever asking for uh any kind of financial compensation for anything that I personally do, because again, that's, that's throwing yourself out there in the spotlight and saying, Hey, look at me. Uh, am I doing anything wrong? 
So I'm going to do my absolute best not to spend a dime, but just spend my time on my particular projects. Uh, as far as whether or not people can uh, raise money, even for projects that aren't necessarily uh, of the same uh, genre, I I don't see a problem with that. If they if they remove it and just say it's an homage, as long as they don't use anything in IP, I've never seen uh, anything come up directly that anyone got uh, a C and D unless there was something directly derivative of, uh, of the project that they're working on. Uh, if you're just making small references, if you're making a parody, uh, you're protected. You're protected by just the, the ideas of sampling here and making nods and nudges towards, uh, towards memories that other people have about uh, mm -hmm. other worlds, all that kind of stuff. And you see that all the time in like World of Warcraft, where they've uh, made nudges and nods towards uh, games that uh, uh, games of the past, like Zork, Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy, and all and all those other uh, worlds that inspired areas and storylines within within their game. And if you're going to try and well, let's say instead of saying that you are raising money to create a graphical asset, maybe you are simply uh, putting yourself out, say, on Patreon, for example. Uh, look at what you're listening to. If this is going on spam, 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 humbug, you are listening to a show that is based on Ultima. And we are we are not shy about that. And there is a you have the ability to fund said show through Patreon uh, and get some assets, shall we say, in the form of uh, early release times or uh, inside info from Withstand the Fury Dragon. Uh, you're helping keep the podcast going as long as, uh, as long as we're only talking about Ultima and not really trying to take anything from EA. That's going to continue yeah. to work. And that's how a lot of YouTubers make their uh, make their money. They can't make a whole lot of money uh, on a lot of the games that they play uh, for people to watch them and comment on and all that kind of stuff directly. They can, however, be funded just to say just people giving money in, to them in general. Uh, this is almost like a political uh, fundraising thing. They can they can go on Patreon, have people support them financially. Uh, in their lifestyle and their lifestyle just happens to be playing video games. That's one way to not quite, but almost circumvent all those little problems. As long as it's not directly, uh, uh, directly money, not given directly for you to buy, say, uh, assets or to make exact copies of assets from EA. I think you're Fairly well protected, but don't take that as legal advice. That you need to look around and ask around. Well, you're right. Uh, yet to to bring bring back to the development of a fan game purely tied to the Britannia, to Britannia and Ultima series. Uh, unless you are very talented, you can't do it alone. Unless you you have the ability to use a previous engine, or if you want new character, you have to have a team of persons uh, behind you to do that. And even on a smaller scale, if you want to do a two or three hour game, 
which is already something difficult to do. Right? You have to uh, to have skills. I mean, I can. I, I'm sure I can teach myself how to code in in Unity if yeah, if I want to, if I want to take my time to do this. But uh, designing a graphical interface uh, um, or uh, portraits or 3D models is something that's completely out of my league. So, so um, if you want to say, to uh, to stay true to the to the to, to your to Ultima, you have to uh, to ask for person take the time to develop that. It can work like it did with uh, Ultima Six Project or Ultima Five Lazarus, but it's sometimes you just need to uh, commission some new art. And if there's no way to, uh, to to get this money back in one form or one uh, another, I'm not sure it's it's uh, it's easily doable for person without losing money or making. Uh, um, Giving money from the pocket, if you will, and you're right. Patreon is is one possibility, but again, uh, if you are you are uh, telling in your Patreon uh, uh, text that you are doing that to develop your own, <coughs> excuse me, Ultima game stories, you're still uh, working on ES uh, ES toes. So I'm not sure it would legally work. I mean, you can put in your game. All the Easter eggs you want, as long as it's not advertised and by uh, directly based on an Ultima uh, game series, uh, and and try to piggyback on it directly, it will work. You don't have, uh, you certainly won't have the, the Electronic Arts legal team <laughs> coming, no, uh, sending you a, a season desist. But as soon as you as you are um, working in the uh, in the garden, if you will, it may become difficult. Which makes me wonder: uh, how did they <coughs> how did they secure the the right to the Stygian Abyss for Underworld? You know, I don't know how they got that. And I never. Uh, I but again, <laughs> with Stan the Fury, we miss you. Um, <laughs> they they probably either found a way to uh, get that license, they found that there wasn't an actual license to get or they are somehow skirting something. I don't know. Uh, I, I, there, there have been instances where uh, certain things just aren't copywritten. Maybe the Stygian or Stygian Abyss isn't exactly uh, a copy, uh, hasn't been copyrighted. They, they don't hold an actual copyright on that name. But at the same time, they, they keep saying that you're going to return to it. So it, they had to have gotten some kind of legal permission. I don't I don't see how they they got around that if they had to get around that at all. Um, I don't get it. But that, that's why we need that's why we need you withstand the fury. Uh, yes, because when I when I looked at uh, at Stygian Abyss, it's still well they, they couldn't they could have. Uh, Completely severed the ties with Ultima, and let's say this is Stigenabis, this is Underworld, this is uh, uh, an inspiration from the original game. Would have worked, but they use they, they have set the story in 
the aftermath of the destruction of the abyss. They have uh, characters like Sir Cabirus and its evil brother who are coming back. They have um, the lizard men who are coming back. So they have a lot of very strong ties to the first game. So even if they don't refer to Britannia, which was very loosely referred to in the first place, they still have the the connection to the first game. And on top of that, they have a connection now to uh, New Britannia uh, through the uh, Dark Elves who are going to be in the game and have been a shared asset with uh, Shroud of the Avatar. It's a curious game. Well, I... I, I would like to put a little disclaimer out here just for anyone who might be listening to this. We are not advocating that you hide and, uh, no. or anything like that. Cause I know this sounds a little bit clandestine to, to work in the shadows, so to speak, in order to, to do, to, to, to contribute to something that you love. But, uh, it, it, we're, we're just, we are simply commenting on, uh, how things could work. Yeah. Do please do, these are not necessarily the opinions of management, okay? <laughs> I'm truly, truly waiting to see the release of some of the fan games later this year. There's two games I'm really interested in, but uh, sadly I wasn't able to uh, to uh, contribute financially to one of them. Uh, one of them is, of course, The Dark Unknown, uh, if you're familiar with it, which is... Uh, uh, prequel to Ultima 1 and the other game is um, why is it called oh, sorry just lost it uh, oh. uh, well, but when it comes to like games like Ultima 1 and they're they're yes. doing a prequel to it I don't I don't even know if EA is going to be up in arms about anybody doing anything with the that 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 very first one that already has a, they did. a bunch of uh, assets in it that might be misconstrued and be owned by Disney at the moment <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is it? Uh, I just lost the name. Oh, it's the um, it's the inspired by Ultima game that uh, that sold a C sixty four cartridge. Huh. Oh yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I don't know what oh. it's called either. That was gonna mess with me for the rest of the night. I just lost the uh, I just lost the name. Like Lost Kingdoms or something. Like, dang it! Uh, I'm gonna tell you that. In a couple of up. Well, uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. For the, for the king, it's not the dark unknown. Ah, yeah. This one. It's unknown realm. The siege perius. Right. I do want to. I do want to check that game out. Yes. Because I, that- I've missed the. I didn't have the money to uh, to contribute then. It wasn't Kickstarter, and I. I really. Uh, I'm frustrated not to be able to to buy one of these big boxes. It, it's look just gorgeous, and it's. Oh, I don't blame you. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, this 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 game and and uh, the dark unknown are my two favorites right now. Because they they don't they don't try to be too much of uh, of an Ultima game uh, and yet still bring back these old memories, especially Unknown Realm. Yeah, Unknown Realm is really this this sweet spot of of uh, role playing game that was 
that were released around the, 19, the late 1980 and the early 1990s. I, I think it's... And from, what he, from what I read on there, it's not just a, a retro game in the C64 style. It is a C64 game. If you have an old C64, yes. it still works. Yes, you can, you can, you can run do. on them. That that is that is that's I think that's the cool thing. They they didn't try and cheat and go use an engine that looks like it. They didn't try and just make it with tiny graphics to make it to make it uh, work on anything. This game should run on an old system, and that is beautiful in my opinion. That's the great. It's 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 a really uh, it's really a a great retro retro game experience. I think, and we we had a lot of good. Games uh, existing back then. There's a lot of trash too, but uh, I think the legacy of these games uh, is important uh, today because we see we see some of them being re-released, uh, and some of them uh, being uh, inspired from. Uh, did you? Uh, we're, we're moving away slightly from the subject of fun games, but. Did you see a game called uh, Grimoire? I have seen Grimoire. Yeah. What do you think about it? Uh, I didn't play it, but I'm I'm itching just to buy it when it's uh, when it's uh, on sale. I didn't look too far into it. I only heard it. I was kind of hoping that you were about to tell me about it because I <laughs> really didn't. I, that was one that I saw. I thought, oh, that looks cool, and then I clicked off. <laughs> yeah, Grimoire is. Uh, it's not. Overpriced, <laughs> but when it was released on Steam, it was something like uh, fifty dollars, I think, something like that, which is quite a sum for a game that truly looks like a game from yesteryear. And and the the point is, um, I like retro games, but uh, I'm not sure I'm I'm really pay uh, a premium price for them unless they bring something totally exceptional. Ah, uh, yes. A turn-based role-playing game currently on, uh, not on sale, but for sale for $40. And it looks like a, it looks like a clone of Mind Magic or Dungeon Master. It's, it's, uh, yes. It's, uh, it's more like, um, uh, how, to, how did I, uh, say, say that? Uh, it's more wizardry, uh, honestly. Yes. Wizardry, Mind Magic, Lands of Lore, yeah. Eye of the Beholder, all those those good old tile-based, not quite yeah. 3D games that yeah. I, I grew up with. I grew up with uh, uh, Dungeon Master and Return to Chaos. <laughs> those that, yeah. those were my two that I cut my teeth on when it came to this. Stuff. Yes, I Dungeon Master. When, uh, I spent a lot of time in the Hall of Champions trying to select uh, a group of four that was that was cool. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I've actually had my my first hero that I picked. Usually Zed because he <laughs> seems so uh, so out there and ready to do just about anything you need him to do. How many times yeah. he probably starved to death while I was trying to figure out what next to pick and realized that I probably should make my choices then wake them up. Yeah, uh, which was it was a very very good game because it's it's the first 3D game. Uh, where you explored dungeon and it was very bare bones, if you will. But concept like uh, sources of light and using the doors to uh, to kill monsters by, uh, by by pressing the button and trapping them under it. It was just a 
Great concept. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I used that door trick several times. It probably actually, uh, in se- in several cases, I used it probably too much because I wasn't <laughs> training on my characters. And also the the idea that there were choices that didn't necessarily have to go one way or the other in some in uh, that and in uh, Return to Chaos or not Return to Chaos, but Chaos Strikes Back. Return yes, to Chaos is a fan project that redid Dungeon Master. It is something worth looking into if you want to, to play it again on uh, modern platforms. But uh, uh, being able to, say, go up to a door, go, I don't know how to open this. I'm just going to hit it with my axe. Oh, that worked. <laughs> yeah. But then the monster would come. Yes. Then you end up with a mummy or a creeper scream. Like, oh, man, creepers. <laughs> that scream. Yes. It, but. but- these were the monsters that you could kill to get a slice of them. Mushroom, I think. Yeah, you get, a, you get creeper slices and you can eat those. Uh, it's yeah. one of the ways you can survive. <laughs> there were also worm slices. I remember yes. going yes. back to like... Like, uh, like, like cheese like cheese, uh, cheese types. Yeah, I remember going back to the, the very first portion of uh, Chaos Strikes Back because there were traps that you could stand on that would actually summon more worms yes. so you could kill them and get more food if you were running low. And then I <laughs> delve back down into, into the dungeons again, because I spent so much time trying to figure out different stuff that I realized that I'm out of food. The only thing I can get is water from, uh, from fountains. That, that was, a. Uh, but I was very young when I was playing that game. I was probably like 12. Yeah. So, but I, I remember buying that game uh, and its uh, and its sequel, but I I never graduated to uh, Chaos Strikes Back truly uh, from Dungeon Master. Uh, I I started it on on a parallel run of the game, but it was a, a very complex game back then. I mean, you had these uh, spellcasting uh, abilities. You had to select um, runes to uh, to cast spells, and you had I. I can't remember if you could do it in the original game or it was in the sequel. Uh, potions, too, could brew them. I, I, well, there were spells. I remember the healing spell was like a, almost like a double tilde and uh, mm-hmm. another thing that you would have to have, in order to cast it, you had to have a flask in your hand and casting it would fill the flask with a healing potion. So yeah. it, it was a two-step process. And a lot of the, the magic worked kind of like that. You had to do one thing to get one result and then do something else with it. And you had to work within, uh, within those limitations, which was, which was great in its own way, because it wasn't just simply I cast heal and I heal. No, no it, magic in that world just didn't work that way. Okay. So you have to do it this way. And uh, having to think about that and, uh, explore those options was always, uh, always a, a gem when it came to, uh, the complexity of a magic system or any system of uh, combat exploration or anything like that. A lot of games are really, really straightforward when it comes to that kind of stuff. And it's kind of fun to be able to explore and uh, experiment and having, and, and to strategize differently too. Like for example, instead of uh, creating a health potion, you could create a, a poison potion or an explosion potion and that was a bad idea because you only had so many flasks in the game. Yes. If you used them all with explosion potions, then that was just dumb. Why not just throw fireballs? Oh, I can do that. 
Why wasn't I throwing fireballs this entire time? Because that doesn't cost me flasks. Uh, yeah, you, you, there were ways of making some very, very profound mistakes in that game, <laughs> which was which is yeah. also a good thing because which you, was want, a good you want that learning in there. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't see any any game developed in this in this type of dungeon crawling game for for Ultima. Don't know if there's an engine outside. And I said to to get this this kind of uh, of feel, uh, maybe it's more maybe about combat, combat. Uh, and less about uh, story. Well, there was uh, there's another game out at the moment where you play a bunch of. Uh, uh, see, I see. I have that one too. I just have to remember what what it's called. And where you play a, a a group of four. It's based off of the original Dungeon Master, and uh, you are trying to get through this dungeon so that because you're all accused of some crime, you get kicked into the dungeon, all chained together. You have to fight your way out. Um, but it came with a level editor. So you could create uh, uh, Legend of Grimrock. That's what it's called. Yeah. It comes with a level creator, so you can create your own puzzles, your own your own dungeons, and your own uh, story through you know finding scrolls, reading them, I think there's also possibly a system for when you when your characters sleep, you, they can have dreams. There's just at the moment uh, no uh, communication that I know of with NPCs. Uh, that's that, that's that's something that you might have to work around. It's those limitations that you have to work around for whatever project or whatever story you want to create. I, I worked around my limitations with mods that other people have already created. I've got uh, a host of possibly around 30 mods in my project at the moment just for things like uh, to, to to create NPCs, to create dialogue, and to throw out just tons and tons of objects for decorating the world with uh, to get rid of the, uh, the sameness of uh, Minecraft, in my case. And in the case of these... Uh, these uh, level editors and these other projects like Legend of Grimrock or the project Return to Chaos. I made that, I had to make that distinction in there, which has a level editor so you can make your own uh, adventures in Dungeon Master, du uh, Chaos Strikes yeah. Back, and Dungeon Master 2. You have those options with uh, Return to Chaos, I believe. Uh, you have to work within that. The limitations. That limitations and but people that have worked within limit uh, the limits of those uh of the of these games and these engines have in the past made some fairly uh, interesting and fairly good stories out of them and uh, I, I encourage anyone to try just try to make you know a 10 minute story and then if you are successful make a make a 20 minute story make a make a an hour's worth of story just work from one and work your way up until you find your limits. Uh, oh, Dirty Harry, man's got to know his limits. <laughs> I I didn't remember it, but uh, Legend of Grimrock 2, the sequel to the original game, um, did have assets to do exteriors too. So oh, you can... Right. I haven't played that one yet. I I, I didn't have finished the first one, but I remember that the sequel was on the outside too. So if you can do a mod for Legend of Grimlock 2 and use extra assets, you can have some pretty good story, I think. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure also in Legend of Grimrock, they uh, allow you to publish your your uh, maps and stuff on Steam itself. You go into the Steam Workshop, there is a recreation of Dungeon Master as one of those uh, one of those maps. I'm, there maybe. also appears to be a, a a recreation of Space Hulk. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's dungeons, so so yeah, why, why not? not? <laughs> why not? Uh, Anyhow, I think that um, moving to an engine like that, and like we said before, uh, having a more modest uh, a story to tell can maybe is is a is a direction if you want to to be uh, to, to release your own game all alone, and it's something that we didn't have back in the two thousands where you had to to do all the engine and story. Uh, uh, on yourself. Uh, let's let's see. Maybe, maybe we'll see something in this uh, in this game engines from the Ultima community in the in the years to come. That'd be really nice. And uh, unfortunately, I am out of time for myself. I gotta get uh, back to what I was doing because <laughs> I need to get back on the clock and yeah. get back to work. So. Uh, I have to leave. I have to leave. I, I keep repeating myself. <laughs> <laughs> Since it's six uh, thirty in the morning right now, and I have to get get myself to get to prepare to go to work. All right. Thank you for listening to us blabber on for this last hour and a half or so. <laughs> I tried to keep it focused, but it was not very easy. We really, well, would I have liked. <laughs> but it was a good discussion. Anyhow, thank you and good night. Spam, Spam, Spam Humbug is a production of the Ultima Codex. You can find us online at ultimacodex.com and you can send us an email at ultimacodex at gmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash ultimacodex, and we welcome your moral support as well. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash theultimaseries, or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ultimacodex. If you want to join the Ultima Dragons community, you can, of course, find them at udic.org. That's where you pick your own dragon name. The Ultima Dragons are on Facebook. They are on Google+. You can follow at Ultima Dragons on Twitter. You can kick it old school with them if you have a Telnet client on hand and join them on the Wearmount Moo, or you can find them on Discord. And finally, if you want to join Spam 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 Humbug, you can find us on Discord as well. And we are also now hosted through anchor.fm you can leave us voice messages there at a big thank you to everyone who participated in tonight's discussion thank you out there for listening and until next time be virtuous be virtuous